Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets Podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. Episode 71 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Vigit. Use the promo code Big Easy Bets for 1,000 free Vig coins off the bat. Real money, real prizes. You know the drill. Um, so this is the last college football episode of the season. It'll, it'll just be a quick recap of the national championship game. We'll recap the uh, NFL playoff games over the weekend, and then we'll look ahead to the divisional round uh coming up Saturday and Sunday. So uh first things first, we'll talk about the national championship game and then I want to talk Saints game, which obviously neither one of us bet the Saints game, but we'll break it down and we'll look ahead to next weekend. Um but yeah, national championship game. Um pretty one sided. Would you say it's how you saw how you thought it was gonna go? I mean obviously we were both on Bama. Yeah, it's how I thought it was gonna go. I mean we were broke breaking this game down last episode. I was I thought that the physicality from Alabama could be a problem, and then it was, I mentioned red zone efficiency, and I think that's where the real difference was in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it closed at nine in favor of Bama, which I I texted you, and I was saying it feels like, I mean, it's a high number, but, I mean, they covered easily. Um, Obviously, we were on Bama, but, just the more I thought about it, I was like, if if Trey Sermon could get going, they can establish a run game. Fields can get some play action, get get comfortable in the flow of the game, which I felt like it took him a while, if ever, for him to get comfortable in that game. He was missing some throws. Bama's defense was getting after him pretty good. Um, but, I mean, just that offense for Alabama it was too much. There was no way they were going to keep up from the get-go. So you – propose the question um so you were talking about and for for everybody who doesn't know we started this episode and we had to stop it and redo it for uh certain reasons but so on the first recording you asked me what i thought about how this alabama team stacks up against last year's lsu team so i'll flip it around i'll ask you 2019 lsu versus this year's bama squad who would you take and why um so I think the biggest difference between these two teams is is the quarterback play, Joe Burrow being um, more of a wizard than um, Mac Jones. But I don't know. You you both have really good play callers on offense with mm-hmm. Sarkeesian and then Joe Brady. And then, I don't know, LSU had a little bit more receiving threats uh, as, as in multiple of them. But then Alabama, you got to give the edge, the running back edge to them. You do. And somebody was saying, I saw something about it on Facebook. I think it needs to be said, though, that Clyde basically fucking willed us to a victory against Bama. Yeah. Clyde was incredible when we played Alabama. So it was who would you take? And it was showing it was Joe Burrow, Clyde, JJ, Jamar, and then Delpit versus Mac Jones, Najee Harris, uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, I'm assuming it was Waddle, and then it was Sertain. I said, if I'm switching them out, I'm switching out Delpit for Sertain. Other than that, I'll I'll stick with what LSU had. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought Clyde was great, um, 
and in that game against Bama specifically, I mean, basically willed us to a win, um, which everybody played well, don't get me wrong, but he had the critical first down pickups on third and long, the spin moves, I mean, breaking tackles, just throwing people off of him, keeping drives alive. Um, if he didn't play as well as he plays, then we probably don't win that game. So, you know? Yeah. And I, then I think... But Najee Harris is a freak. Don't get me wrong. That dude is fucking damn good. He took a shot around the goal line and somehow held onto the ball and the DB fell down. Like Najee won that battle and he didn't even see the hit coming. So that dude's a stud. He is. Yeah, and I'd give the edge to um, LSU's defense just by a hair, though, just because of the back, the, the, the talent in the back end. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but even, I mean, linebackers, we weren't, the defense was not great at the start of that year, but they really came on towards the end and played really well. Um, I mean, we had Patrick Queen at linebacker. Obviously, Jacoby Stevens, I feel like, had a much better 2019 than he did 2020. So, Yeah. but And then Marce- Jacob Phillips. Mar- yeah, but then also, too, we had... I mean, I think our linebackers you could call equal with theirs. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but then Marcel Brooks, who we lost to, I believe, we went transferred to TCU, but I love that dude. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. And we had Chase on the end. Um, so, no, yeah, we had studs all over the field. You know, there's a reason we put so many people into the draft and set a record. So, um, strength of schedule. I mean, LSU's – that's what we're talking talking about. Mac Jones made the comment. He said, uh, nobody's ever played and nobody will ever play a schedule like uh, – a strength of schedule like we had to play this year where it was all SEC teams and all of that. So, yeah, from the standpoint of it being a completely all-conference schedule, then, yes, you're correct. But strength of schedule, not even close. LSU played everybody they played. And then you got to add in Oklahoma, Texas on the road, Clemson in the national championship game, record number of top 10 teams, and the margin of victory was the biggest thing. We, the average margin of victory was 20 points. Like, that's not even close. That's a blowout. That is a dominant win against a record number of top 10 teams. What we did against Oklahoma in the bowl game or in the playoff was fucking incredible, dude. Joe Burrow had, what, six touchdowns in the first half? Yeah. Justin Jefferson had five. Like, we could have beat them by as many points as we wanted to. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is, like, I look at it not as which team had a better season, but if these two teams were to play each other and the spread was even, who would I bet on? And I just I think the biggest difference here would be the quarterbacks and that, that Joe Burrow would be able to, Make more plays than than Mac Jones at the end of the day. Yeah, way more. His best plays of the year were rolling out of the pocket, um, or stepping up in the pocket. I still remember the Texas. Throw, well, that was the biggest the improvement from Justin Joe Jefferson. Burrow was his his movement within the pocket. Yeah, I agree. And then it even extended out until into his NFL career so far. So no, yeah, his his pocket awareness was just crazy. Not even when he's rolling out of the pocket, just the move, like you said, the movement inside of the pocket. And just, like you said, a wizard. I still remember the throw, stepping up in the pocket, running, throwing it to Justin Jefferson, the walk-off against Texas. Like, Mm -hmm. that was fucking wild, dude. And the thing about his throws, that's what I was saying on the last episode, the tight window throws were just a statistic that they look at. Like, there's a certain whatever defender's got to be within X amount of feet of him for it to qualify as a tight window throw. I don't know. There's all kinds of criteria it's got to meet. He was above 60% completion percentage on tight window throws, where, where it's him putting the ball on the money. So... Um, I feel like, I think we said it, uh, Mac Jones has benefited from uh, 
really good talent around him, whereas I think Joe Burrow could have made anybody look good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm riding with the LSU. See, the, you know you're the best when you're always the comparison. You're, you're always the team that everybody's trying to compare their team to. That's when you know you're the best. Well, how does this stack up against 2019 LSU? How are, it'll be two years from now. Oh, this Oklahoma team's yeah. incredible with Rattler. How do they stack up against 2019 LSU? Yeah, and they were comparing um, Mac Jones' performance last night to Joe Burrow's performance yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And uh, I don't think anybody would argue that Clemson's defense last year was far better than Clemson's defense this year, and yes. it was also far better than Ohio, Ohio State. State's defense. I've been saying this is the worst defense Ohio State's had in a long time, in my opinion. Yeah. Sean Wade's a slot corner. They got him out outside corner, and he's getting exposed big time. He he almost didn't come back and play. He was going to sit out and just wait for the draft. Came back and wanted to prove a point. He did not prove that point, in my opinion. He is a slot corner at best, and it did not look good for him playing the top competition. So, but yeah, no, I'm going to ride with the with the Tigers from last year every day of the week. Um, that was the most incredible season I've ever seen. The most incredible performance. It was those, those like against Georgia. I, I would just sit back. I, I would sit back in the couch and just be like, holy shit. Like, you have to see it to believe it. You'll never be able to really, unless you watch replays of the games or if you watched it live, you'll never be able to really understand how good that team was because it wasn't even close. I don't care what anybody says. I think we beat Bama. They're not, they don't beat us. It doesn't happen. They had Tua. They, they loved Tua. They loved Tua, and they had all the same receivers. It, actually, they had. You could make an argument that they had a better receiving core: Ruggs and Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith. Yeah, you could Jay make Lawaddle. an argument that last year's offense was better, better as far as talents concerned. Yes. I mean, this year's offense they put up a lot of numbers. No, yeah, yeah, they didn't put up as good of numbers last year. But yeah, no, I mean, talent wise, before Tua got hurt, I mean, who are they saying is the better quarterback? Obviously, it's Tua. Mm-hmm. Like Mac Jones didn't win the starting job. Tua was supposed to have the most incredible arm talent and this and that. They had Devontae Smith. They had uh, Jerry Judy. They had Henry Ruggs. They had Jalen Waddle. They had, I'm sure, somebody else that I'm forgetting. I'm sure it was Mechie on the team, or is he a freshman? No, he was on the team last year. I mean, look at that. The receiving core is insane. They had Najee Harris. Who who else did they have at running back? Anybody? No, not last year. Nobody that they put into the draft? But, yeah, I mean, like, what are we talking about? They did, Bama didn't have to play nearly the schedule that we had to play. And, and it's the teams that they did have to play were not as good, like, like, they played us. We were nowhere near what we were last year. So it's not it's not comparable. It never will be comparable because nobody's ever beaten that many top ten teams, and it, they didn't do it in the fashion that we did it. So yeah, Auburn was a lot better last yeah, year. Their defense than they was were so damn year. good. They had one of the best defenses in the SEC, and that was LSU's closest game was against Auburn. Yeah, a lot they, of people don't remember that. Yeah, they had one of the best defenses in the SEC, and Auburn beat Alabama last year, which a lot of people forget about that as yeah. well. Yeah, Mac Jones threw what two pick sixes. Yeah, but I do I do think that it's close. It's close. No, yeah, I'm not so saying. So I think we'll that the, the question is wa- is warranted to be asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's not, and I don't say we blow them out, but they don't beat us. I don't think. Yeah. They, I don't think they beat us. Um, Joe Burrow's the greatest college quarterback of all time. You'll never convince me otherwise. Um, but yeah, so obviously we were both on Bama minus eight. We cash in there. I was on Alabama first half minus four and a half. Uh, we cash in there, and then I was on the under seventy five, which. The over hit with, I think Nick said, 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So with plenty of time left, there was 76 points scored, and then there was not a point scored after that. 
So that is unfortunate. Um, it, at one point, it looked like there was going to be over 100 points scored combined. Um, but clearly, they hit a wall scoring-wise once the fourth quarter rolled around. Um, yeah, clearly, like, um, Alabama's – I had a feeling Alabama's defense was going to tighten up in the second half. And then uh, when Alabama loses their best player, Devonta Smith – Yep. Their offense obviously slowed down a little bit, but they were still able to score a few touchdowns before the game ended. But Field Fields should have had a couple interceptions in this game. He threw a couple questionable questionable balls. Uh Sertain had one right in his hands in the end zone, but it yeah. kinda it kinda got on him in a hurry. Uh and he dropped it. But then there was a couple other ones that he threw that were a little a little suspect. He did not look like he settled into the game. Um at least not for a while. He he looked he looked jittery in the beginning, missing easy throws, routine throws that he normally makes. He was not capitalizing on them. Um, but all around, just a really good performance from Bama. Um, but yeah, so I had the under seventy five, which and I was thinking about it too. I was like, I'm probably the only asshole that's over here rooting for the under. Like you always want to root for points, and then it only hits by one point. I'm like, come on. But so nonetheless, whatever. Two and one for me. Nick went one and zero. Oh, obviously, uh, that brings me to seventy two, seventy three and one. That brings Nick to sixty four, forty five and one. Uh, collectively, our record is ninety six, eighty four and two. So this is year two of college football in the books. This is year two of making a profit. Um, obviously, Nick carried us a little bit this year. Um, if God damn, I had that. I had that shitty start. Got off to like. Anywhere from 13 to 17 games under 500. I don't remember where it was exactly, but that's why I kept saying it's bad. I I said it like a broken record every week. I said, the record's bad. I said, but it's going to get better. And then I said, the record sounds bad, but it's better from where it was. Then we got above 500. We we kept scratching and clawing, and then the bowl games really hurt us um, and kind of knocked me back there a little bit. But I will take basically 500 for a wacky season, a lot of uh, uncertainty. We didn't know if we were going to have it. I remember sitting just praying, just please let there be football. There's got to be football. Um, so, yeah, I'll take I'll take a season where basically break even um, and get to watch some football versus no football at all. So it could have been could have been a rough um, a rough winter winter months, whatever fall winter months with no football. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the biggest thing was to start this year, it was like there was a lot of double-digit underdogs Mm -hmm. that were covering, and then last year it was opposite. Most of the time, a double-digit favorite, they covered a lot more than they did to start this season. So it was like it took a little bit of adjusting in the beginning, and then also... Uh, a lot of the things that you would assume were going to happen with COVID, like mm-hmm. inexperienced teams and stuff like that, kind of, it didn't go as, it didn't. It didn't go how you think it would. Yeah, it how went you thought almost it was opposite go. of how you, you would expect it to. Yeah. No, I, I, I keep tabs on on um other people who are doing what we're doing, trying to handicap these games and have podcasts and all that. I keep tabs on their record. And we're not the only ones who got off to a rough start in the beginning. There was a lot of people struggling. And there's a lot of people who didn't bounce back. There's a lot of people who had a really rough year. So if you took our records and started from week five and on, it's completely different. It looks – I mean, yours is very good. I'm, don't get me wrong. Six, But even you started slow. You didn't start as bad as I did, but you started slow. Yeah, well, after like the first couple weeks, I knew that I was going to have – I think you jumped in it a little faster than me. 
Oh yeah, no, and I so like I felt like it was it was smarter to try to take it easy, and for the first three or four weeks, I was battling right around five hundred, and then yeah. after that. Is when I got on a roll. I'm here for the listeners. I'm picking games even when I don't want to pick games sometimes. Um, but but yeah, like I said, 72, 73, and 1. I will take it. We had a very profitable year last year in college. So combined record for two years, we're still well above 500. Um, and like I said, I will take, I will take basically breaking even for – a crazy year of college football versus not having college football. Cause for a little bit there, we didn't know if we were going to get it. Um, but we did. So yeah, you close at 64, 45 and one. That is very good. Very good. Yeah. And 16 and 10 in bowls. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't even know what I closed at, but it wasn't great. It was under 500 for sure. Um, which bowl season was, I mean, I felt there like was so many games. There was a couple games, at least two, that I got a shit under the stick. I feel like I had at least four, right? At least. Um, I mean, like, damn, dude, that one will stick with me forever. That damn Mississippi State under in a thunderstorm, under like forty-seven. It was seven to six at halftime. Yeah. I mean, god damn it. Um, but yeah, whatever. So that closes out year number two college football. Um. And year number three will be better. That's all there is to it. Um, all right, so let's talk NFL real quick. Um, actually, let's talk the Saints game. So, obviously, the Saints took on the Bears last week in the wild card round of the playoffs. And, I mean, we handled up. We did what we had to do. Kind of a slow start. But what what are your takeaways? What did you think? How did you, how'd you feel the performance went? Um. So I watched it a little bit, but I didn't like watch every play of this game. What does that mean? I was watching a basketball game that I bet on during the. Fucking so I didn't bet on the Saints game, but yeah, it, it was a Nebraska game, and Nebraska ended up screwing you, you me. You watched in the, end. the Nebraska game over the Saints playoff game. I mean, I was I would go and check. So I had two TVs running in different rooms, and I would go and check the other TV f- frequently. That's. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you watched a Nebraska basketball I mean, I'm always going to be more interested in what I'm betting on than... It's the Saints playoff game. Yeah. I'm just... I don't know. Like, I, I root for the Saints and everything, but I'm not as big of a fan as I once was. Why is that? Well, I just... I really don't like the NFL that much. Is there everybody a, knows this. Is there a reason why? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows. You just look at, let me think of the game, like the fucking um, Ravens game, which we'll talk about. Dude, in the beginning of that game, they were letting A.J. Brown get away with murder on the offensive end of as far as pass interference is concerned. He was like pushing off like not just a hand fight, and this was like yeah. le- legitimate creating a, um, a clear and obvious advantage by pushing off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't like the – I don't like that – it could be rigged in some in some cases if a, uh, there's a lot of money on certain things, but I think the biggest thing here is that the competition is so close and that the officials are only human. Yeah. But uh, like when there is a a controversial call, it oftentimes has bigger implications than it does in college football because um, Obviously, the competition in college is a, is a wider margin than it is in the NFL. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but as far as, yeah, when we got screwed in the NFC Championship game, it's like I really kind of took a step back from really being an NFL football fan. Yeah. I quit fantasy football. Um, yeah, but you're coming back. Yeah, I am coming back. Actually, I wasn't. I didn't wear, like, any NFL merchandise for, like, two years, and mm-hmm. then God just started putting on a, a Saint sweatshirt again. <laughs> so maybe I'm coming back. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll give my two cents on the, how the playoff game went. Um, first things first, I think the defense played incredible. Um, it really was a really, really incredible performance on the defensive side of the ball. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a wizard. That's all I can say. I don't know what he says to these people, um, but he is – I think I think it was Anthony Miller. He got him, forced him to throw a punch. I don't know what he said to him. They threw an unsportsmanlike flag on Chauncey too, which I didn't agree with because – he just he said something to him. Unless the ref heard what he said, because I've heard he's saying some outlandish shit. Um, but he got none. Whatever he had, he gave, he made Miller swing at him, and so he got booted from the game. Chauncey got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Um, but overall, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore stepped up. Marshawn Lattimore came to play, which is I said before the game. I said I want to keep an eye on what he does. Obviously, he's one of my favorite players. I was wearing his jersey, but I feel like he steps up in the big games. The Eagles game, he had two picks, got us right back into the game um, and sealed the game. But I feel like for the most part, when the pressure is at its highest, um, he steps up to the challenge. So, and he did in this one. Allen Robinson really didn't do very much, to be honest. None of the the entire Bears offense didn't do shit except for Jimmy Graham's um, one-handed touchdown catch as time expired, and then he just booked it to the locker room. Um, Offensively, we got to run the ball more. We have to run the ball more. I don't understand what Sean Payton does. I feel like he, every every time, I can hear it in the press conference now, he's like, I just, I got to be better calling plays. I got to do a better job. Stop looking back on it and saying you need to do a better job. Just do a better job. Run the ball. Latavius Murray got, unless he's banged up, which I think he may have went to the tent at one point in this, but unless he was banged up coming in, like, give him the ball in those short yardage situations. But, I mean, just real sloppy start, like, the ball not bouncing our way. Taysom, fucking Taysom, dude. Dropping back to pass. Deontay Harris is going to be wide open. Um, And just unfortunate guy gets to Taysom. He got a little gun shy. Should have let it go. But he held on to it for a little bit too long, got it knocked out of his hand, and they intercepted it. And then Drew had an interception that looked like it was going to stand, in my opinion. But they luckily, they didn't. They they gave it back to us. Um, but then we had a fumble. Like, I don't know. It was real sloppy start. We were letting them hang around way more than they should have. Um, but never was I nervous. Never did I feel like – I just kept saying, like, we're letting, we're letting them stick around in this game. Like, but I never felt like they really had much of a shot. And in the second half, we cleaned it up. We got a lot more um, just the, – the offense started running smoother. And, I mean, the defense just did what it does. We need uh, we need Hendrickson to come back this week for the Bucks, though. He has a, a lot of success versus Tampa. But uh, hands down, the absolute funniest moment of the entire night was <laughs> – I didn't even see it. Uh, Nick sent it to me. But so, so Nickelodeon was hosting – was uh, broadcasting this game. They're trying to reach out to younger viewers. And um, it, it was a, a weird experience. They had slime cannons in the end zone. They had SpongeBob's face on the goalposts, uh, kicking field goals. That's probably why Lutz fucking missed it. I don't know. Mm. If, um, but they handed out the MVP trophy. So 
Nick. I don't even know what it stands for. The Nickelodeon valuable player. Yeah, what does that even mean? Valuable. It just sounds weird. It doesn't work right. It it's not. It doesn't roll off the tongue good. But I, I guess it's fan voted on. Yeah. So I I was watching the Nickelodeon broadcast before the basketball game. I bet on started. Uh huh. And they were talking about it, and they showed the trophy, and the trophy looked like a piece of shit. Well, that's their, like, that. Like I remember I used to watch Nickelodeon when I was a kid. Like, they had the Nickelodeon Awards. That little blimp is their logo. Like, that's the trophy they Yeah, but out. the trophy just looked like it had been scratched up yeah. and stuff. No, it, it was looked, like, well, it looked like the Mayo Bowl trophy after Graham Mertz dropped the trophy, <laughs> yeah. and they duct-taped a fucking bottle of mayonnaise on top of well, it. Well, anyway, the little guy was like, yeah, it's going to be fan voting. We'll let you know how to vote on it shortly. And then obviously <laughs> I started watching it just to see what it was like. And it it was tailored towards a children's audience. Yeah. So I, I, I turned it off. So we have the clip for y'all to hear because I put on Twitter. It's without a doubt, it's the, it's the funniest, but at the same time, the most disrespectful shit I've ever heard in my life. But it's hilarious. All right, here you go. There it is. AR, we got the trophy right here. Mick Trubisky is the winner. He may not have won the game tonight, but he will be receiving this trophy right here, baby. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Dude. It fucking cracks me up so bad, I swear. The way he says it, he may not have won the game tonight, but he's not going home empty-handed. He's got this shitty-ass trophy that he doesn't even ever want to look at ever again. He probably won't even take it home with him. But, I mean, pick a guy from the winning team. What are you doing? Yeah, it was definitely the fans trolling Mitchell. No, 100%. (laughs) But the way, and then, of course, the kid, like, good God, you, you know the kid's never watched football a day in his life. Because he, he calls him Mick Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call Trubisky, Trubisky. But I'm obviously doing it on purpose. This dude is getting paid. And apparently he, like, was the star of the show. I didn't watch it, but I saw somebody talking about it. And they said, this dude's got a future. He's, he's, on a, <laughs> he's headed to the top. But good God, Mick Trubisky, he has got to be like, I fucking hate my life. I hate my life. They picked up one third down all day, I'm pretty sure. Going into that last drive, they were like 0 for 9 on third down. You don't deserve any type of award at all. Like the fact that they gave him award an award was the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen in my life. But um, really, just all around bad day for Mick Trubisky. But it happens. Saints get a win. Um, we had to have it, and now we move on. Next round, the trilogy. He's coming back. He likes to kiss his kids. Uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming back. So. I'm not going to bet it. Are you planning on betting it? No. Okay, good. Um, But let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Saints are currently three-point favorites. How are you feeling about it? Um, I mean, yeah, I think that it's going to be a close game. You do? Yeah. You think it's going to be tough? Yep. So there's been an X amount of times that um, division opponents have faced each other in the playoffs after – one team swept the other team. Don't remember the exact amount, but I know that I I believe it's seventy percent of the time, um, the team that swept the series wins in the playoffs. So that makes me feel a little bit better. But it is tough to play a team three or to beat a team three times. I've said it multiple times. We did it a couple years ago against Carolina in the playoffs. <clears throat> um, I feel like we should win. 
Definitely. There's no reason that we should lose. There's nothing that they've shown us that we should be worried about, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we beat them the first time handily, and then the second time we stomped them. Wasn't even close. I was at the game in Tampa. We kicked the shit out of them. Um, I think if we can get Trey Hendrickson back, we we know how to pressure Brady. We've established that this year. You don't even need to get cute. You don't have to do anything crazy. Just do what you know works. Pressure him. Get him aggravated. Get him on the ground. He's going to start bitching. There's a video. Um, <laughs> there was a video where you can hear the audio between Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, I saw it. You saw it? Mm-hmm. What He says, stop crying. He says something like, stop bitching, you're a grown-ass man. And then Brady goes, hey, fuck you, 22, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. We, we were talking about it on Twitter. I'm like, everybody's in agreement. If Chauncey Gardner-Johnson gets Tom Brady tossed from the game for taking a swing at him, jersey goes to the rafters right away. Ring of honor, whatever you want. I'll buy a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson jersey in a heartbeat. I'm already thinking about it. Like, yeah. The dude is an enigma. But um, I will say I'm more worried about this game. Like the Bears game, I wasn't worried while we, while we were playing. Like, And I feel like I have a good feel for these games. Last year against Minnesota in the playoffs, I didn't. I said it going in. I was like, I don't have a good feeling about this game. I don't know why. I just don't. Um, I feel like I have a good grasp on who we're going to play and just the overall potential outcome of the game. Um, I'm not saying I have a bad feeling about this one. I'm just a little nervous. I'm a little worried just because they are playing better as of late. They're getting Devin White back. Uh, what who's it? Kevin Milner, linebacker. Kevin Minter. Minter, not Milner. Uh, tested positive. COVID. Can we get some contact tracing going on? Let's let's look at the locker room. We got to see uh, at least the linebacker room. Yeah, and he's not a big big part of there. No, he's not. But I'm pretty sure he was with Levante David. Yeah, I think man. Uh, yeah. Let's look into that. I think I did see that. Let's look into that. We need to test Levante David. We need to keep him out just to be sure. Devin White's just coming back. Um, was he around Mentor? Could be. They was both Tom, went to LSU. Yeah. Was Tom Brady around him? I think so. So I think we definitely need to do our due diligence here. And uh, let's not pull any strings for, for Tom Brady. But you know how fucking mad I would be, in all seriousness, if Tom Brady beats us after we kick the dog shit out, out of him in the regular season? And he comes into the playoffs and crushes our hopes and dreams. You know how like difficult that would be for me to cope with. Yeah, and it's not outside the realm of possibility. No, it's definitely possible. Yeah. So, like when I look at this game, there, as far as all the stuff, you know, I use apps to track what where the action is, and there's not really much going on as 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 Short as money. far as it is leaning towards one side yet. Yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of times you don't really know till it gets close to that day or, or the game time, mm-hmm. then sharp money and the public starts betting the, that game a lot. But, um, no, I don't know. To me, being a Saints fan, and just like I'm hoping we can skate on them, you know, escape a close one. No, yeah. I, because I, they are playing – the Buccaneers are playing their best football see, right now. you say that, though, but they did not look spectacular against Washington. Yeah, you know, without their best defensive player. Um, I know, but they had Devin White both times we played them this year. Yeah, and he did a good job against Kamara. No, he did. Both times. So, he I mean, did, but we handled them easily. We had uh, we had success on defense. We scored a defensive touchdown in the first game. Yeah, Janoris Jenkins pick six. 
Yeah, and then what about the second game? No defensive touchdown. We just fucking shut them down. We we ended up, I believe, we turned it over. Um, I, it, somehow they ended up on the one yard line. I remember when we stuffed them four times in a row. Yeah, the key to this game is gonna <laughs> be, in my opinion, uh, I want to know what yours is. In my opinion, it's gonna be the D line for us. Yeah, I mean How that's where pressure? we had success last time. We need Trey Hendrickson to come. The last back. two times we've played him. Um but to me the key here is is, is how well we're going to be able to move move the football. I think we're going to be able to move it just as good the first two games. I think we got Mike and Kamara back. Now Kamara's going to get a full week of practice um which he didn't look like he needed to practice. He looked fine. Um Michael Thomas on the other hand, he's had a more of an extended layoff this season, came back for a little bit after the ankle and then they shot him down again. I think last season, I mean, last game was a chance for him to knock the rust off, but he offensively is going to be the X factor, in my opinion. Because if they put, what's his name, Carlton Davis or whatever, that dude fucking sucks. Yeah, so if there's any place that Tampa Bay has a weakness, it's the offensive line and then their defensive secondary. Yeah. There's, uh, they have some good players, but Carlton Davis is definitely a weak spot, and then they have a rookie back there playing safety who is really good but he's still a rookie is that gibson uh antoine winfield jr from minnesota right not gibson right um no so the way i look at it is the best player on the football field is alvin Kamara. advantage us um i'll i I still take drew Brees over tom brady um offensive line advantage us defensive line advantage us linebackers you could give them the advantage even though i think we have the best linebacker I, I, I'll still ride with DeMario Davis, even though you can make a very strong argument that uh, Devin White or even Levante David. Levante David's getting older now, but he's still a stud. But Devin White's one of the best linebackers in the league. Um, but I'll still take DeMario Davis. But as a linebacking core, advantage goes to them. Secondary advantage goes to us, in my opinion. We've got the best corner in the game. Uh, Marcus Williams, even though I don't know how the fuck he fell on that deep ball to Wims, um, but thank oh, God, yeah, thank God yeah. he dropped it. Um, yeah, Wims is a bum. I just think so with Fournette. Fournette ran well against Washington. He put him in a he put him in second and four or less. Almost it felt like every drive. Yeah, he did play well because I kept hoping for them to like get him behind the sticks, get the pin your ears back, go after Brady. I'm like every fucking first down run that Fournette had, he ran for six yards at least. So I'm like, damn, dude, he's not going to do that against us. I don't think. I, yeah, thought, I thought we did good against stopping the run yeah. against the Bears. The key is to be able to move the football, which is to do that, you can't be totally dependent on Alvin Kamara because yeah. in the past two meetings, Devin White's done a good job against Alvin Kamara because he's fast enough. Yeah, keep up with him. And uh, <clears throat> good enough to guard him mm-hmm. and uh, to tackle him in the flat when, whenever we check down to Alvin. But And the other key is, is going to be able to – we have to key on stopping the run because mm-hmm. that's the first step to stopping Tom Brady. If if he be, if his offense becomes one dimensional, then um, he's going to have a tough time because the pass rush is going to be able to get after him. Yeah. So he he's a quarterback that does need um, a little bit of a running game to get some play action passes going and get his tight ends involved. And I think that's what you saw against Washington, and that's why that that's why the Bucks looked pretty good on offense but if the saints can stop the run well they kept rushing four they weren't i don't know if that's what you just said uh, but 
if it was, stop me, but they only rushed four. They didn't blitz. Yeah. Why did they not blitz? Pressure Brady. Everybody knows if you pressure Brady, then you can force him into some questionable decisions. Yeah, like, but the key to me to being able to do that is to be able to stop the run first. No, it you're is. Gonna get and, caught, yeah. You're going to get caught and blitz in the run and then get busted yeah. for bigger plays. No, and it is, and that falls back on what I said about Fournette really setting him ahead of the chains right off the bat. He was he ran really well. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. I don't think that they're going to have that success that they had against Washington on us. We have one of the best run defenses in the league. We all know this. They did very well against David Montgomery. Um, and Fournette is not what – I mean, he's a middle-of-the-pack running back in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, he's definitely – It's all, the last two years, at least. Like, he doesn't scare me. He runs hard. But, I mean – Yeah, you could argue. Maybe. What? He's just took an – it's one of the biggest fall-offs that I've seen out of a player ever. His rookie year, he was fucking phenomenal. Like, he doesn't run with um, decisiveness. We were, talking, we were talking about it. It's kind of like how Adrian Peterson looks right now. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, kind of, except Adrian Peterson's just lacking the explosive ability that he used to have. No, I know, but... To but, where but Fournette, so for Fournette, like, yeah. is a little bit of a... He's not putting his feet in the ground mm -hmm. and running. He's like a little bit of a tiptoe through the hole mm -hmm. type of running back right now, and it's just... It's a shame because of how good he was coming out of college. He was the fourth overall pick. Oh yeah, he's one of the best college running backs. I've ever and seen. now, like you'll never you. I don't. I think because of him, and then Zeke even falling off a little bit, it makes you not want to take a running back that early. You can't do yeah. it. Like it's almost stupid to take him in the first round, and yeah. definitely not inside the top five. I mean, well, because there's. It's not hard it's to find. It's the least important position on the on the team is running back. Well, because so many people can play that position, I feel. Exactly. Like, there's very few that are the Alvin Kamaras and the Christian McCaffreys. Like, like there's those guys that are all-world talents, but then there's plenty of, like, Zach Moss. Zach Moss runs hard, mm -hmm. but Zach, you can find a, a hundred different Zach Mosses in college. Yeah, I mean, does they have the same guy. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are, like, the same. Yeah the same guy but i mean so yeah no you can definitely like i mean look at ronald jones like ronald jones and Keyshawn vaughn and like like you yeah can i need Keyshawn vaughn where's he at <laughs> you it's definitely a and that's why they don't get paid to the extent that they should but alvin Kamara deserved every penny that he got um now the new the new age superstar running back is the pass catching running back but um yeah i don't know i feel like I want to see a big performance out of Cam Jordan. Dude, this is we don't like you said, we don't know. I don't know where he's at with his contract situation. I think he might be under contract for at least another year. But Cam's getting up there in age, dude. Cam's declining. So oh, yeah, there's not a doubt in my mind about it. This is your last realistically, this is your last ditch effort to get a ring. So Cam wasn't on that 09 team. Um so I want to see Cam step up and have a big game. I want to see more out of the whole D line. I thought Rankins played great. I thought Onyemata played great. Our, our interior D linemen are phenomenal. Yeah, um, and that's going to be key. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But to, uh, to get and push up there to make sure that they're not able to establish the line of scrimmage and that uh, they aren't as successful running mm -hmm. the ball. Yeah, no, and I'm looking at uh, we need Hendrickson back for this game because I think Donovan is their left tackle um, for Tampa. He ate that dude up the two times he played him. Like, Trey Hendrickson likes sacking Tom Brady. So we need him to uh, get back to his old ways, leading the league in sacks there a couple weeks ago. Um, and then 
just the whole D-line. That's what I want. Just get pressure. I can't stand when we don't get pressure on the quarterback, especially a quarterback like Tom Brady, who I know he, he gets the ball out of his hand pretty quick, but sometimes he will hold on to it, and he's not mobile. Pressure, 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 and allow our corners. Don't put it all on the secondary to get coverage sacks for you. So, um, But, no, I'm nervous as fuck. So. Yeah, the key is to, look, Tom Brady's not used to losing. No, he's not. And uh, the Saints have beat the shit out of him the past two times. Yeah. So, I mean, that worries you a little bit. But the key here is going to be that because Tom Brady's not used to losing and because a lot of that pressure um, that used to be put on Bill Belichick and that that well-coached defense that they used to have over there, that he used to have in New England, it's not the exact same, even though they have a good defensive coach, Todd Bowles, for the Buccaneers, but it's not the exact same uh, comfortable. Like, he's not as comfortable with this new team, it doesn't seem. No, I agree. And that if we can get on, up on him fast again. Get him aggravated, get him off his shit, yeah. get him yelling at his linemen. Then it could be trouble for the Buccaneers. If And that's, I think that should be a key going into this game for the Saints, knowing right. how motivated it will be if we can. Well, that's another thing, too. So Knock him off the tracks. Who is – who? I look at it as who is the hungriest, in my opinion, because obviously we know Tom Brady doesn't like to lose. The guy's a winner. We've beaten him twice, and we've embarrassed him twice. And we've embarrassed him once, but we beat the shit out of him twice. Um, but I still think you, we're the hungriest team. Drew, This is Drew Brees. He's already said, basically, like the the report is out there that this is Drew's last season. Tom's hadn't, Tom hadn't said he's hanging it up after this year. You know what I mean? No, and he... he and, and we've gotten screwed. This is... We are the hungriest team. So... I think we just need to not – we need to minimize or really just altogether fucking cut them out. Tip ball, interceptions. Uh, we can't have bullshit penalties. Chauncey worries me in the sense that he's going to do something stupid that winds up hurting us. I've said that weeks ago. Just I, I love it when he's getting in the other people's heads, but don't do anything that's going to hurt us in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Don't give him a free first down when it's third and 14 like because you said some stupid shit that the ref heard. Um, but if you don't get caught, I, I'm all for it. I love all of it. But, no, I feel like we are the hungrier team. We feel that last year was bullshit. We should have never – I mean, we lost that game. Not bullshit in that sense. It's bullshit that we allowed the Vikings to do that. But we've gotten screwed. We've gotten unlucky. The refs hadn't been on our side the whole nine yards. So this is the last chance. This is it. It's now or never. So – Tom Brady hadn't said he's hanging him up. And Tom Brady's a bitch. I, I don't like Tom Brady, to be honest. So I I really, really, really hope that we can come up and toss another 38-3 to victory on him. That would make me feel incredible. Yeah. You have no idea. So, I mean, when you say close, how close are you thinking? Field goal victory? Yeah, or maybe even less. So that's why I would... Right now, I don't know if I think this line could possibly come down. I mean, it might yeah, go up, but I don't think it goes up in favor of us. No, yeah, the so national I think it could media. come down to like two, maybe one. I mean, a lot of people are going to be saying there's no way the Saints do it to Tom Brady again. Yeah, I mean, the, and na- the, Bucks the national are media, better than, the national media is dick riding Tom Brady. So yeah, they don't think there's any way he loses three times. But the key is, is you got to take away what he does best because he's not. Uh, the type of quarterback that can really improvise. He does move well within the pocket, but, um, you know, if you collapse that interior, and that's where I think we have a, a 
a chance of doing is with our defensive tackles is to get pressure up the middle and then it it will be trouble for him. Yeah, no, I. Agree. But it's key to do that from the jump because if he does get in some, it's key to not allow him to get into a rhythm mm-hmm. for this game. Yeah, we. I just want to see a complete performance. But it'll be it'll be epic if it is some type of offensive duel between him and and Breeze because the over under I think it's even over it's like fifty two or something is it which is pretty high considering that the previous games weren't yeah yeah I mean they we damn near blanked them last time um so yeah it's fifty two <clears throat> um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to be nervous as shit, um, but we'll see. But all right, so we'll recap the playoff games from last week. Um, so Bills and Colts. Colts were six-and-a-half-point underdogs. We were breaking this one down, and I said many, many times that I uh, – <laughs> It I, sounded like you were going with the Colts. I know. I wanted to bet the Colts. Well, the biggest thing was Jonathan Taylor. That was the thing that was like in my head. I'm like, dude, that is going to be the difference maker in my opinion. And it kind of was. Jonathan Taylor ran really well. Yeah, they didn't really have an answer for him. Um, Philip had a drive there to uh, to go down and potentially win the game and couldn't come through with it. But I know you were you were not happy with uh, the play calling from uh, who was it? It's not Frank Reich, is it? Wait, yeah, yeah it, it is, is it Frank is. Reich. Yeah. So I was a little bit critical of that, but the main thing was his players, dude. Yeah, like you go rewatch this game and count how many critical, uh, how many drops there were in critical moments. Mm-hmm. It's like he checked on to running backs, I think, two or three times, like on third down. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor can't catch all the back. To where it's like if they catch the ball, they're getting a first down and the drive's extended, and then that's that's going to be probably points in them on those drives to where they don't get any points at all. You look at the stats, I mean, they almost outgained the Bills by like 70-something, 80 yards, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, to me it came down to Phillip Rivers' playmakers – not being able to hang on to the ball in critical situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they do cover the six and a half, though. So that was a winner for you. I was on the Bills minus six and a half. Uh, did not cash in there, but it is what it is. Um, what did you think about the fumble that wasn't? So I thought the, there was one angle, which was the angle from behind the defender. Mm-hmm. That looked like he was down, but then the ang- angle from behind the receiver looked like the knee was still slightly up when the ball came out, which I thought it was a clear fumble, to be honest. I I, I thought when you pieced it together, like yeah, his knee was up and he was still not touching him. Like it was right there about to touch him, like split second, but the knee was up. Yeah. Imagine losing, so I just imagine that, losing a game because of that. I would be so mad. I think they couldn't overturn it because... No, yeah, clear and obvious. There wasn't... If you it, could make the argument for clear and obvious. Because you couldn't see the hands yes. of the defensive back from the angle that it looked like his knee was up when he, yeah, when he but, wasn't touched. But the rule on the field was fumble, though, wasn't it? Um, I'll have to go back and look. Maybe it wasn't. I thought they ruled it on the field as a fumble. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly they ruled it as now that I think about it. I'll have to go back and look. Maybe not. I, I feel like they better not have because there was no way you overturn it the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I did think that from the other angle, it looked like he was sl- like his that his fingertips was it was that close that the fingertips were 
on the defender when his knee looked down, but it was also from an angle that you couldn't really tell if the knee yeah. was absolutely down. I don't and know. then from the other angle, it did look like the knee was up. I had a bunch of people text me like, what the hell? I was like, I guess you could kind of make the ob- the argument that it wasn't clear and obvious, but I was like, if that was against us, I would be fucking furious. Imagine if the Bills lost that game because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I mean, that was just another example of his fucking play. That guy, Pascal, dropped a critical third down yep. ball. And then that was another example of, like, dude, in that situation, you just give yourself up yeah. and then bring the ball back to, like, it's not worth getting up and getting two, two more yards, yards yeah, and wasting not, the yeah. time. It's like, you gave yourself up. Just stay, It's like, yeah. right when he got up and he got stripped, I looked at my dad and I said, what the hell are these freaking idiots doing? <laughs> like, it just seemed like situationally they were kind of clueless, especially. And then, yeah, so I, I felt bad for Rivers there, but no, that does suck. It does. And then on the last Hail Mary, I don't know how. I know it was windy, a little bit windy in Buffalo, but there was like five seconds left, right, for the last yeah, play, yeah. four or five. But they line up for the Hail Mary, and no one guards T. Y. Hilton at the top of the screen. Yeah, to where you like they could have, they could have gotten. Five or six yards quick in yeah. in that time period and kicked a extremely long like a, a yeah. long field goal for it being windy, but then it's like I don't know why. Yeah. Like immediately when I saw it, I said no one's guarding T. Y. Hilton here. Mm-hmm. Like no one was even close to him. Yeah, so they could have got a guaranteed five to ten yards. Yeah, maybe. Depending on what the clock. That's exactly what I would have done if yeah. I was Rivers. I would immediately adjust it <laughs> and like tried to signal that's what we were gonna do here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess. I don't know exactly which way the wind was blowing and then how Yeah, me neither. How much faith they have in Rodrigo Blankenship, but Well he fucking I think he doinked one. Uh or he he missed a short one earlier in the game and he's a rookie. So. Yeah, he did. He doinked it off, but then they also they passed up on a field opportunity and went for mm-hmm. it on fourth and for, goal from yeah. the four. Yeah, that's right. Which was one of the yeah. moments that I was critical of, of Yeah, that's a, <laughs> of the coach. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, they cover the number for you. Um, all right. Seahawks and Rams. Seahawks were minus three and a half point favorites. This was an unbelievably embarrassing performance by the Seahawks, in my opinion. Yeah. This was bad. If I'm a Seahawks fan, I am furious. This is worse than our performance against the Vikings, in my opinion. You have a Rams team whose starting quarterback just had surgery on his thumb, has pins in his thumb. You're playing against the backup. You hurt the backup. Jared Goff has to then come in. And you can't stop the run. Cam Akers played a great game, an incredible game. Um, you can't stop the run. Jared Goff couldn't even hardly throw the ball, it looked like. At least in the beginning. It looked like he was struggling to really throw a good ball. Um, yeah, well, the Seahawks' defense was playing played really good in the first half. But then you've got Aaron Donald getting hurt and coming out the game. Like, I just, I don't know, dude. That made me – I looked at Russ sideways after that one. I was like, what was that, dude? We I wanted them to win. I wanted to play Seattle. I didn't want to play Tampa again. I would rather play Seattle. Yeah, and then you'd rather the Packers have to play Tampa Bay or yes. vice versa. So, you know. Let them cancel each other. One of them cancel the other one out. Um, so, yeah, Seattle has done us no favors in the last two seasons. Yeah, um, and I was critical of the coaching in this one, too. Yeah. And I was even texting you, like... Oh, Pete Carroll's a dipshit. Pete Carroll's The Rams a committed to running the football. Yeah. And they were the smarter t- coach team. Because you look at how this game was going. Obviously, the strength of the Rams' 
defenses, their front, and especially the way that they can rush a passer. Yeah. So the way that you neutralize a pass rush is by running the football. Mm -hmm. And the Seahawks ran the ball for 25 times for 136 yards. Like, why didn't they run it for more? They were averaging – they were why didn't they run it more? They were averaging five and a half yards per carry. I mean, you look at the Rams the way they they did it: forty three rushes mm-hmm. for only a hundred sixty four yards, averaging three point eight yards per carry. So it's like if the Seahawks would have just realized the way that this game that they matched up with this team, especially with a quarterback on the other side that couldn't throw the ball that well. Yeah, it should have been it should have been a heavy run for 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 Seattle and. For some reason, they didn't run it enough, and they got themselves behind the chains a little bit, which it's hard to pick up third downs when you're behind the chains against a good pass rush, and that's why the Seahawks were two for 14 on third down. Yeah. No, yeah, it was, a like I said, embarrassing performance for Seattle. If I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, I am extremely disappointed. But you look at the success that they had running the ball. When they, <laughs> when they committed to running it, it's like Pete Carroll is a kind of – that's what I told somebody. I said, dude, he's too old. Yeah. He doesn't even know what's going on. I think he's got dementia. Like I like as the game was decided down the stretch, it just looked like he didn't even know. Yeah. Like what yeah, dude, he's 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 old and they need to get rid of him. Yeah, he's got dementia. Um so they do not cover the number. The Rams went outright and the Rams are headed to Green Bay. But um let's see. So then you had the Bucks minus eight taking on the Washington Redskins in parentheses football team. Um they push. They win by eight outright. Uh thirty one to twenty three. Uh I didn't think we had much of a shot in this game, but Heineke played damn good. Yeah, and that's what Joseph told us. Under the circumstances, did he? Yeah, he's um He said he thought Heineke was, was gonna play well. Yeah. Like when we were talking about this game last time, I mentioned that the Redskins weren't opposed to running a two quarterback system, mm-hmm. and but because of Alex Smith's leg injury, and and Joseph was like, "Yeah, they need to put in Heineke." If 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 he said this specifically, if they put in Heineke, then they're gonna cover the eight because he picked the Redskins. Oh fuck! Did my knee just pop? Jesus Christ! Um, has he? Was this the first game Heineke played? Yeah, it was. So Joseph studied up on a quarterback from <laughs> Old guess. Dominion. I guess, boy, Heineke's a football player. I can tell you. No, that. he looked. He, dude, he. That one where he scrambled out to his left and dove for the pylon. He definitely wasn't was like, afraid yeah. of the moment. Hell no, that was awesome. Um, so I give him all the credit in the world to, uh, I mean, step in, take on, go against Tom Brady in the playoffs in your first ever start. Got to give him all the credit in the world. Did um did Tom Brady get sacked in this game? I'm about, um, I'm about to look. Yes, he did. Um, I don't know if Chase Young got one. Don't think he did. Chase Young, god damn it. If you're going to call him out and tell him you're coming, can you go get him? I mean, good Lord. Uh, the defensive coordinator, blitz, fucking blitz him, dude. Send more than four, please. Super, extremely frustrating. Um. But anyway, like I said, that was a push. You had the under 45. It hit the over, unfortunately. Um, we were both on Ravens minus three and a half. Lamar exercises his uh, Tennessee demons and, I mean, did what they had to do. Tennessee's overrated. I've been saying it. Yeah, they're soft. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that firsthand in uh, 
in Green Bay. But so yeah, they covered the three and a half there. And then I had the Steelers minus six, and you had the Browns and Steelers under forty seven and a half. I did not see this game going the way it did at all. The Browns without Kevin Stefanski. Um, I mean, good God. Absolutely bitch slapped the Big Ben and the Steelers. Uh, jumped out to a 28-0 lead. It was 35-7 to after that. Um, Steelers made a push, a late push there. But goodness gracious, I would be absolutely sick to my stomach if I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Y'all were 11-0. and Y'all were the last undefeated team. And then y'all just forgot what to do. Fucking Juju's making TikToks, and y'all can't win a game now. And then uh, Chase Claypool is on, like, Twitch or some shit, and he's like, yeah, it was a bad game. We lost, but who cares? Browns are going to get beat next week anyway. Like, you fucking loser. You sound like a loser. I would be so pissed if that was somebody on our team who said that. It's all right. They'll lose. Like, you sound like a little bitch. What are you talking about? It's all right. They just embarrassed y'all. Embarrassed y'all. Yeah. You had the under 47 and a half. What happened here? 35 to 10 at halftime. So 45 points at half. So we were hoping there was only a safety scored in the second half. (laughs) (laughs) 35 to 10 at halftime. Yeah, I mean, just a really, really rough performance for old Big Ben. You take away the turnovers, he was lights out. 500 yards and four (laughs) touchdowns. Um, But then add in in four picks. Um, Baker, 21 of 34, 263 yards and three touchdowns. What are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Playing the best football of his career right now. So my dad has been saying for years that Baker's a bust. My argument was you can't say he's a bust. It's He's in year three. He set records as a rookie first year. Had a fall off, which most do, sophomore slump. It's, turn, it's called that for a reason. Sophomore slump. And then this year, he's playing great. He's not turning the ball over at all. Like the last like six weeks, I mean, he's protecting the ball, which was his thing, was he likes to – throw some questionable throws, he turns it over. He's protecting the ball, but also, too, I think he's on, what, his fourth head coach in three years? Yeah. That is a problem. Well, yeah, there's been a lot of head coaching changes. That is a problem for a young player to get settled into this league and get some consistency and, I mean, just to form a relationship with your play caller. Like, that is an issue. Um, they're sitting at 11-5, and five and they just won a playoff game against the team that was the last undefeated team. I don't see. So, what are your thoughts? Do Do you think Baker Mayfield's a bust? Um, I was saying we got to reestablish what we, what we look at as a bust. Dwayne Haskins is looking like a bust. Yeah, I mean he he is. He's not on the team that drafted him. Yeah, okay. which yeah, in theory, <laughs> yes, that would yes. Um, so I was a little bit critical of like him getting taken number one, but um. Well, it kind of it surprised a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it was like a draft day surprise, kind of like when it it was breaking that he was going to be taken mm-hmm. number one. They were thinking even maybe second half of the first round that he would get taken. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, I don't know, dude. Not every quarterback's gonna gonna jump in and then light it up. Be right Mahomes. Away. That's what I'm saying. We think every quarterback's gonna be Patrick right, like Mahomes. Mahomes now. had an extremely good sophomore season, and then Lamar Jackson did as well. Bo- I always both say, won the MVP in their sophomore season. Yes, I always say that. Um, and Lamar, I'll take Baker before I take Lamar. To be honest, yeah, that's me. And for quarterback. Lamar's a great football player. Lamar's not a great quarterback, dude. I've been saying. Yeah, that. but I mean, they, you look at. There's not many weapons in Baltimore as far as no, receiving and threats. No, yeah, you're correct. I mean, he's still throwing a Willie Sneed. So, so I mean, Hollywood it, Brown is overrated. And then I think the, where people were 
justify and being critical of Mayfield is like how many weapons that they had last year and mm-hmm. then to start this year and then early this year they just weren't getting it done. But the the biggest thing a quarterback has to understand is is where his team is strong on the offensive side of the ball and mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns are one of if not the best rushing offense in the league. So I mean I think that's where the second half of this season kind of turned around for them offensively was um him re- re- realizing what a quarterback has to understand what exactly needs to be done to win. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out there and do too much. Yeah. So I mean, I think that he'll only get better no, in yeah. the long I, run. It, my whole thing was I always said like look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year. You know how many people were probably like, Oh, this fucking kid's a bust. Right. Well, it turns out he wasn't. So it's like, why are we so quick to throw the bust label on people? I'm not. People are calling Marcus Davenport a bust. I'm not calling him a bust yet. Like I I don't know. I might be it might take me longer than others to label people a bust, but Baker Mayfield's not a bust. He's not. He's not. They, he just brought the Browns to the playoffs and got him a victory in the playoffs. The Browns have been shit my entire life. My entire life. And now they're in the playoffs and they're going to take on, who the hell are they playing, Chiefs? Yeah, and I think Baker's only going to get better. So there's a lot of there even without Odell Beckham there there's still a lot of uh younger talent mm-hmm. in the receiving room. Uh they have a, a few tight ends over there that they're developing the uh they got Hooper and Njoku and then they got Harrison Bryant right yeah, yeah, who yeah. was who won the best tight end I forget the Mackey award in yeah. college I think it's called. Yep. So um No dude you can only expect them to get better. And I think that they will. I think that they'll be one of the better teams in uh, in the years to come, Yeah, the Browns. No, I do too. Um, All right, so let's look ahead to this week. Saturday, January 16th, you've got the Rams taking on the Packers. Green Bay, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Which way are you leaning? This is tough. Yeah. It's, like, really tough. Well, the toughest thing here is, like, the unknowns about the injured players for the Rams. Yeah. So, yeah, um, for those who don't know, obviously, everybody pretty much knows by now. Uh, Jared Goff broke his thumb, has pins in his thumb, came back in and played last week. Uh, Walford, last week, took a shot to the head from Jamal Adams. Well, it turns out it's just a stinger. Um, he's day-to-day. Uh, Sean McVay is not listing a starter yet. Aaron Donald, what looked like he might have had cracked ribs, it's more or less bruised ribs. Their uh, x-rays came back negative. He's expected to play. So... What was looking like the Rams were dropping like flies, it's looking like they might be healthier than we thought. So, six and a half. I'm going to take the Rams. Is it because I want the Rams to win? Yes. Is it because I don't like Aaron Rodgers and his smug little bitch face? Yes. Um, But, I mean, statistically, they've got the best defense in the league right now. Aaron Donald's healthy. they got one of the best corners in the league. So, I'm interested to see that Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams matchup which Jalen Ramsey, DK statistically ended up having a decent game. But, I mean, he was all over DK with the exception of a couple plays. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then he could have had a better game too. Who's that? Matt Calf. A couple drops in there. No, yeah. It's like, don't ever come crying to the sideline again. No, I know. That changed their whole game plan. It looked like they were forcing him the yeah, ball. Yeah, they forced him the and ball on the next six. possession. It was a pick six. So that's what I like. Throwing your helmet and shit. 
What are you doing? I said, dude, like, I don't know if I... Like, yeah, I'm really, really critical of these coaches, but, like, if a player on my team did that, I'd grab him by his face Smack mask. Smack him and, across like, his fucking face. Yeah, I dare, him to, I dare him to put his hands back on me and then he'd be gone forever, so... <laughs> Whatever. So... It's like, dude, you can't be selfish in a team sport. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know you realize... I know you're thinking... He's getting mad at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, if like, you're open, he's going to find you the yes. ball. Get your big ass open. Yeah, you got to catch it when he throws it to you. You got another really good receiver across from you. You got Tyler Lockett on the other side of the field. Like, what are you bitching All right, for? Their offensive game plan was thrown to. Yeah. It was like crumbled up basically in the first quarter. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do, which they should have just ran the ball. So, which way are you leaning here? Because um, I feel like I'm going with a little heart over my gut situation. Gut says to take the Packers. Uh, my heart says roll with the Rams, even though I fucking hate the Rams. This is like a really weird, like, internal struggle, like, confliction. Like, I don't like either one of these fucking teams, but I'd rather see Jared Goff's dumbass and the Rams come play us in the Dome than us to have to go to Lambeau. So, which way are you? Which way you think you're going? Um, I'm leaning to the... Um Rams. Okay. And it's because of Ramsey, if he can find a way to slow down yeah. Devontae Adams. Well, another thing, too, the loss of Bakhtiari, their left tackle. Yeah, that is, that, that's another reason. And See if that Rams defense can get some pressure on Rodgers. The Rams' offensive front, I mean. Look damn good against Seattle. They're really good. Yeah. Like, worries me good. Like, yeah. I, wouldn't, I don't love to face any of these teams, but if I had to handpick pick. Between the two, I, I would pick the Rams. So, but it's like I don't know, dude. It's so tough. I'm so fucking nervous. I'm uh, trying to check the weather here in Green Bay because if it snows, and I'm definitely gonna bet the Packers. <laughs> I'll never bet against the Packers in the snow again, dude. That was like the worst. Yeah, no, they uh, they're snowmobiles basically as football players. So they play Saturday. Fifty percent chance of snow on Friday. Saturday looks like it clears up. The low is 19 degrees, though. Yeah, so I'm going to keep an eye on it in case the snow gets pushed back. But as of now, you're leaning Rams. But if there's a single drop, <laughs> if there's a single flake. If there's snow on the field to where they have to put the shadow, like, sidelines uh-huh. and shit, then I'm going to be betting on the um, Packers. <laughs> All right, I like it. Um, but, no, I do. The biggest thing is is that you got to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. The Rams can do that if they're totally healthy. Even if they're not, I still believe that they can get some pressure on a bother mm-hmm. them. No, Brockers played well, too. And then the other unstoppable force is Devontae Adams' route run. It's mm-hmm. just like doesn't seem like anybody can guard him. But if anybody can, it's for Jalen Ramsey. Yep. No, I agree. So these damn playoff games are close, dude. They always are. So this is a really good defense. And then, I mean, golf looked okay. The big thing is going to be Cam Akers. Is Cam Akers going to carry that performance over to this week? Because he looked damn good last week. Um, All right, so it sounds like we're both on the Rams there. Uh, Next game on Saturday, 7-15 on NBC. You got the Ravens taking on the Bills. Buffalo is minus two-point favorites. Uh, This one's very interesting. Like, really interesting in my opinion. Um, Which side are you leaning in this one? Getting another weather check? (laughs) Yeah. So there's going to be uh, rain on Friday and sn- 40% chance of snow on Saturday. But Uh-oh. the temperature, it's in the 30s, so it's not super. It's not. 
it'll be it'll stupid be cold. It, it is cold. Yeah, it'll be sloshy snow. Yeah. So, I mean, both of these teams play outdoors. Both of them play in wet, cold weather, weather situations. Areas. But dude, Buffalo had like fifteen thousand fans or something for, th- and it was the first time they had fans all year. Yeah, I know, and it's in New York. New York's had the strict strictest restrictions, which I know New York City itself has had the strictest. But it's like they said, "Fuck it, the Bills are in the playoffs." Haven't been here in twenty five yeah. years. We'll <laughs> we'll roll the dice with COVID. So, um, there's like a lot of chance of snow for which would be interesting. The way we'll I, see what happens. The way here. I'm looking at is it, there's going to be snow on Thursday, supposedly rain on. Friday. So who do you favor if there's a lot of snow? You favor uh Buffalo. Yeah, me too. Um I'm I'm leaning Bills. I feel like they got that monkey off the back with the win last week. Uh Josh Allen can and he didn't look like he wasn't settled in, but the pressure's not off, but a little bit of it is cuz they got that first playoff win, you know what I mean? Like there's not really super there is, but nobody was coming in this year saying like realistically the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? No, now I mean, the they've looked great is, the last six weeks, so it's like okay, they definitely are a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, but if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, it's not like oh god, they blew it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they have still all the potential in the world. They got the playoff win under their belt, and then they can come back next year. This and that, but I don't know. I don't. I feel like so the pressure's off a little bit. I think they win this one. I think we're destined for a. Uh, Buffalo Kansas City matchup. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the Bills minus two. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bills as well, and it's because of Josh Josh Allen. I think that he, you put this as a sloppy football game, and uh, I get Lamar Jackson's go with his feet. But you look at that one Bet Browns game. Remember how much he slipped mm-hmm. in that game? Yes. Before like they registered to cha- try to change his cleats, and yeah. I don't know if they ever really. I think they might have changed his cleats like way later than they should have. Mm-hmm. But I think that yeah, I think Josh Allen is gritty enough to get it done in in a sloppy in sloppy conditions. And also another thing is is um, what was it? The, the 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 defensive secondary for the Bills is pretty good, and I I just don't know how much of a threat that Baltimore's going to have other than their tight end, really, and then trying to get the ball to the outside to Marquise Brown. Yeah, no, definitely. It's really all they can do in the passing game. So um, they got a good linebacker. Edmonds is a beast. Uh, Trey Edmonds. Yeah, so he's got to watch out for Jackson. Uh, scrambling and stuff. They got to spy Jackson, which they probably will. Where'd he go to school? Edmonds? Yeah. I don't remember. Virginia Tech. I just remember his brother played for the uh, yes. Saints. Yeah. So, yeah. The running back. Yeah, true. Uh, Ran bow-legged. Chase Edmonds. Yeah, something like that. Tremont Edmonds or something. I think it was Chase Edmonds. It might have been. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You think they named one Trey and the other one Tremont? Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, I'm taking the Bills minus two. Um, I'm looking at the under potentially, too. It's currently sitting at 50. Um, but, yeah, but if it snows, don't get trapped in the, yeah. that bullshit, dude. But if it snows, I mean, it might go even more under. Right, you would think, but yeah, it's like a trap. So Rat trap. So we're both on the Bills then? Yep. All right, so Sunday, January 17th, you have the Browns taking on the Chiefs, Kansas City minus 10-point favorites. This is... Possibly the toughest game to pick, in my opinion. 
Yeah. I really do. I, I'm taking the Chiefs. I can't take the Browns. Can't do it. But I don't know. The Browns are playing good. Uh, who are you taking? The Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Not even a question of it. No, yeah. I feel like the Browns, they played great last week. But, but the they week, could have blown. But, they gave up a lot of yards. Yeah, they did. But the week before that, too, they almost lost to the Steelers' backups. Right. Which, which they played a lot of their starters, but they were without like their key their their key players. Well, they were without Ben. They were with, I mean, without they had Watt. They were without a lot of key starters. players on def. Yeah. At least two on defense, and then without Big Ben. But I think looking at this game, you got to be worried about you know the Browns just played a game without Stefanski, and then they're getting Stefanski in. So does that disrupt some type of rhythm? A lot of people were on the Steelers because of Stefanski being out with COVID last week. Well, he calls their plays right. So, so yeah, I was surprised. There's going to be a different well play caller yeah. than it was last week, and how much how much does it change? the rhythm of, of the way that they felt. Yeah, the groove that they got yeah, in Yeah, they were in a groove. So um, I just think that betting against Pat Mahomes is a bad idea, especially no, against a team that doesn't have that much firepower being the, the Browns. They're, the Browns' only chance to keep this one close is going to be able to establish the run. Establish yeah. the run. Their yep. defense is, is pretty good, but it's not good enough to me, to be able to stop Hill and Kelsey. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I'm on the Chiefs minus 10 as well. It's too – I mean, you got to have some nuts on you to take the Browns. Uh, and then, obviously, last game of the day, Buccaneers and Saints, we already broke it down. I'm not betting it. Nick's not betting it. Um, not putting any not putting any juju on it. All I know is that we're putting Tom Brady and his kid kissing face in the fucking dirt. So, um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. You got anything else? Nope. I do want to listen to this one more time before we go. There it is. AR, we got the trophy right here. Mick Trubisky is the winner. He may not have won the game tonight, but he will be receiving this trophy right here, baby. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that. That is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Mick Trubisky, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Dude, I can't believe they gave him that shitty-ass trophy. But, all right, not even a hoot at before we go? Who that say they gonna beat them Saints? Maybe let's avoid Nebraska basketball this week. But all right, y'all, we'll be back next week for episode seventy-two. Have a good one. Saints gotta win. Who that? We do.